Hello. Thank you for coming back to Story Molder. I'm Vern. Today's story is entitled Attitude Gratitude. When I was a child, I recited a thankful prayer. Most of you know it. Maybe you recited it yourself. It goes like this. Thank you, Lord, for the sun so bright. Thank you, Lord, for the day and night. Thank you, Lord, for the birds that sing. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for the world so sweet. Thank you, Lord, for the food we eat. Thank you, Lord, for the birds that sing. Thank you, Lord, for everything. At an early age, I was taught to be thankful for everything. When my mother gave me something or when someone else gave me something, if I didn't immediately say thank you, my mother would ask, now what do you say? Of course, I would respond, thank you. So it was instilled in me from an early age that in all things give thanks. Today, most kids are clueless about having an attitude of gratitude. Many of them have an attitude of entitlement, which leads to bad attitudes. Bad attitudes lead to a harder time in life. Having an attitude of gratitude gives you favor in life. Children are not born with the understanding of gratitude and appreciation. It has to be taught. Studies have shown that grateful parents raise grateful children. If children don't see gratefulness practice, it won't be imitated. Recently, my nephew asked if he could have the bottle of water that was in my car. I said yes. At the same time, he struggled to open the bottle. I asked, now what do you say? Confidently, he said, open it as he shoved it toward me. His grandmother and I could only laugh because he was, well, what? He had no clue. His grandmother said, you're supposed to say thank you, silly Billy. Never mind the thank you, because his head was quickly buried in his tablet. Parents are not perfect, and sometimes they just don't get it right. Often children are told to do as they say, but they don't. They do what they see. An attitude of gratitude needs to be modeled, practiced, and maintained in a child's environment. When they grow up, it's in them, and they will not depart from it. One day when I was teaching, I visited a classroom with autistic kids. The teacher and I were talking. From the corner of my eyes, I could see a little boy joyfully riding his bulky old-fashioned metal tricycle around the classroom. He was weaving around and between desks and other children, and they would swipe at him, and he would ride off laughing. Later, unbeknownst to me, he got off his tricycle and parked it right behind me. After I finished talking, I quickly spun around to leave, but that big, bulky, solid, heavy, metal, old-fashioned tricycle blocked my stride. As we all know, once the body's in motion, it stays in motion. I hurtled over that tricycle, but my knees buckled, my hands and knees broke my fall as I crumbled onto the hard cement floor. Quickly turning over to my back, I surveyed my body like an x-ray machine from head to toe. The kids crowded around with 
concerned looks on their faces. Later, I was told that they reenacted my fall for months during their play. The doctor's examination revealed chronic contusion to my left knee and hands. With physical therapy and months of healing, I hobbled back to the school holding on to walls and chairs. I had an attitude of gratitude that I was okay, and that made all the difference in my healing. People were saying all kinds of popular catchphrases to me, like, could have been worse, things happen for a reason, so on and so forth. They had positive intentions, but those words landed negatively on my suffering. The pain was my reality, never mind what could have been, but an attitude of gratitude was my medicine, and I persevered and healed throughout it all. I get it. It could be hard to know exactly what to say when someone is hurting, whether it's emotionally or physically. Most of us fall right back on those popular catchphrases. It is easy for them to roll right off our lips. But I can tell you from my own experience that in most cases, those popular phrases land as insensitive. Those words seem to diminish a person's injury. At that time, don't spill out a laundry list of how things could have been worse or suggest a different outcome was possible or had something different been done. Restrain from that. Restrain from telling your story right now. Save that for another day. Perhaps a better response could be something like, I'm grateful that you're okay. And just ask, how can I support you? So maybe they don't know how you can help. But offering to help lets them know that you are showing up for them. Be supported and empathetic. Not sympathetic, not judgmental or blaming. Just listen. Show empathy and support. That's the best response in my opinion. I read an interesting, intriguing story entitled The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. She tells a story about how she learned the principle of giving thanks in all things. It was during World War II. Corey and her family had been harboring Jewish people in their home. When a man asked Corey to help his wife who had been arrested, Corey agreed, but with reservations. As it turned out, the man was a spy, and their watch shop was raided. The entire family was arrested and imprisoned, along with shop employees, but the Jews managed to remain hidden in a secret room. The prisoners were shipped by train to Germany. Corey and her sister Betsy were taken to Ravensbrück, a notorious women's concentration camp. The conditions were hellish with extremely crowded barracks infested with fleas. Before they were searched, they hid a, a blue sweater and a fiber and vitamins underneath the bench. Then at times, Corey hid these items under her prison dress. The guards chased them into the woods where they slept outside in the rain on the wet ground. There was only hatred and misery there. They were treated worse than animals. Both Corey and Betsy were forced to perform bank-breaking manual labor. Throughout their ordeal, the sisters read from their hidden Bible. Corey had a hard time with it all, but Betsy, instead of feeling anger, 
She pitied the Germans' blind hatred. One morning, they read from 1 Thessalonians that reminded them to be thankful in all things. Basically said, Corey, we got to give thanks for this barry and even these fleas. Corey said, there's nothing to be thankful for. And no way am I going to give thanks for fleas. Then Bessie reminded her, she said, we are together. We still have our Bible. Our barracks are left unsupervised, allowing us to pray. They later learned that the reason the guards never entered their barracks was because of those darn fleas. Bessie got sick and she goes to the hospital. A kind guard tells Corey where Bessie was. Corey finds a way to go to the hospital and learns that Bessie didn't make it. She saw the blue sweater there on the floor. The hallway floor was about to take it. A nurse told her that it was full of lice. She left the sweater, but she had the Bible. Later, Corey learned that her release was an accident, a clerical error. After the war ended, she carried out her sister's Betsy's wishes by taking over a former concentration camp to use a release site for war damaged survivors and traveled the world telling Betsy's story and sharing and teaching how in the direst situations to give thanks for all things. So, when things get a little tough and you are overwhelmed with emotions, expressing gratitude may not always be your first response regardless of how bad your situation is and all things encourage yourself to have an attitude of gratitude with consistent practice keep on moving forward and striving for better develop practice and maintain a heart inclined toward gratitude instead of worations in our increasingly dark world lord knows there's a lot to be stressed or worried about today. And you may feel you have zero to do with it. Intentionally see the blessing in the big and little things and count it all joy, no matter what's going on in your life, when you know an attitude of gratitude provides perseverance. It may all sound Pollyannish and be easily dismissed, but how you respond to obstacles make all the difference in the world. We can dig from underneath our rubble with the knowledge that we survived and have an opportunity to build something bigger and better. We can persevere in spite of what we're going through with an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for stopping by to listen to another one of my stories Make sure you come back again, and as often as you like, have a wonderful rest of the day. Goodbye for now.